welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average show and their great hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 159. Ah, oh, man. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Just took a sip of coffee, and it is amazing. I tell you what, I'm... I don't know about you, but uh, after a few days of turkey hunting, about we're into week, uh, what is this, week two, yeah, about two and a half right now, <laughs> I don't know, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm partaking in a lot of caffeine intake. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. You can tell I'm tired, but anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's been a fun few hunts. Um, I have been on, let's see, besides the youth hunt, I've hunted one, two, uh, and then three, four hunts, and uh, every single hunt, I've had some gobbles, chasing gobbles, and three out of the four hunts, uh, there has been a bird that's hit the ground, and so, <laughs> so excited about that. Um, one uh, interview that's going to be coming up right after this one, so I'm going to release two podcasts, uh, one today being um, Tuesday the 3rd, and one tomorrow uh, being uh, May 4th, uh, May the 4th be with you, there you go. Um, on May 4th, I'm going to be releasing another podcast. Uh, tomorrow's podcast is my interview with my non-hunting wife who went on her very first turkey hunt. And um, I don't want to give it away, um, but <laughs> if you go over to YouTube right now and you just happen to look at Shedding Light Outdoors and click on the first uh, video, spoiler alert, you're going to find out what happens on my wife's very first hunt all before 7 a.m. Amazing experience. Going to unpack all of that in tomorrow's episode. Uh, but today I have a special repeat guest back on and don't skip, don't skip, don't wait. Like if, if you're waiting, you don't listen to these podcasts later in the week, you definitely want to hear today's guest. Josh Larson, uh, has been on the podcast before talking a lot about deer in his last episode. Uh, this time we dive into some of his recent turkey hunts. He's from Wisconsin, found out in Wisconsin, you only get like a week to hunt. Um, and so Josh is uh, going out, uh, got a limited time frame, striking out, having trouble, and then he tells this crazy, crazy story of uh, how things kind of panned out for him. Uh, wife was also with him on the trip, and we talk about that. Uh, we recorded this last week before my, my hunt with my wife on Saturday. So anyway, it's a great one. We get into that. We also get into uh, his amazing deer season that he had in 2021. So if you're sick of turkey stories, uh, there I threw, we throw in some deer stories as well. And I uh, think that you guys are going to enjoy this. Josh, super nice guy, getting to know him a little bit better, been calling, talking a little bit. And um, yeah, just, I just love being able to get to know my podcast guests that come on, become friends with them. And I'd love to kind of hear your stories as well. So if you'd like to come on the show, tell a hunting story. It can be on any topic. We talk turkeys, we talk deer, elk, ducks, whatever. Uh, send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. That's enough of an intro. I think it's time to hop on here with our guest. Here is Josh Larson. Well, joining me back on the show is Josh Larson. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, Travis. Uh, not much. Just heading into work here this morning. Um, had some free time, so. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate yeah. you joining me kind of short notice. I just texted you a little bit ago and said, hey, you want to do a podcast tomorrow? And you're like, I'm free now. So I'm like, well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't have worked out any better. So Nice, man. Well, how's uh, things been going perfect. for you? Uh, really good. Um, I know we talked uh, a few days ago and uh, 
um, through text. And then I, I we, we called and had a nice conversation on the phone. Um, yeah, we're uh, deep into turkey season now here in Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. uh, I was able to put a really nice tom on the ground um, on Friday. Yeah. So, Man, I'm excited uh, to hear that. I want to hear that story because it's, uh, it's fresh and I was pumped for you. You sent me a picture and it looks like a nice bird there. Yeah, yeah, we can get right into that right away. So, well, before um, we before we do, I want to give people a quick introduction. You were on episode okay. one forty five, um, yep. and so if guys want to go back and kind of get the the background story and kind of the, you know, um, I don't want to say origin story, but you're not a superhero, but you know, it's something like that. Uh, <laughs> episode one forty five, you can do that real quick. Just uh, so we kind of have a picture in case somebody hasn't listened to that. Just tell us quickly who you are, what you do, where you're from, and then we'll, we'll get into yeah. that turkey story. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, Josh Larson, um, from Northeast Wisconsin, um, big into deer hunting, turkey hunting, um, big into my family. Um, I got beautiful wife, Brenda, been married for, I'm going to mess it up. It's like, Oh man, since 2008, we'll just say that. Um, okay. So 14 and, uh, years, 14, 14 years. Um, I got a daughter, uh, Evelyn. She likes to be called Evie. Um, and uh, we started fostering. I know we talked about that in the last podcast. We're still with our first placement. So um, yeah, so it's it's been good. Life is good. So um, yeah. So I don't know the story. All I know is that you and I were having a conversation. I think you were actually headed out to a turkey hunt or from a turkey hunt whenever you and I called. And then yep. I think it was a couple of days later that uh, it worked together. So kind of bring us through your spring season, what led up to uh, your hunt and tell us about this, this turkey. Yeah. So um, this year I got, so Wisconsin's all on a draw permit. So I drew first week tag, which is not typical for me. Um, we usually get a second or third week tag. So um, getting a first week tag, because because it's Wisconsin, you just, you never know what the weather's going to be. It could be rain, could be snow, uh, could be deep snow. Um, so I was excited because we've, like leading up to this, I mean, we were hitting like 40s, 50s, 60s with weather. And, um, <clears throat> and I picked up some new property this year. And that's the property I was headed to when I talked to you. Yeah. Um, quick, quick question for you. Um, with that draw, so as a resident, you have to draw like a certain season for the tag. How does that, how does that work? And what, like, what's your draw odds? Like how hard is it, is it to get that first, first season tag? It, it's not, it's not hard to get a tag at all. Um, but you have to put in for, you have to put in like for your first preference, your second preference and your third preference. Okay. So then, yeah, but the it's it's I mean you pretty much everybody can get a tag, but not everybody gets the week that they want. Oh, okay. So, and I you, you get from Wednesday morning to Tuesday evening. Oh, so you man. get seven days for your your turkey tag. So wow, man, that that changes the game. Like I have a month, you know, basically from <laughs> yeah. the end of April till like end of May. I I've got that whole time frame in Ohio to 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 do it. So yeah, okay, that's interesting. Let's go ahead. Yeah. And it can be, it can be really tough because, so I went out, um, I went to the new property I had, the place that I called you, um, and 
the landowner was sending me pictures just constantly like, Oh, had 60 birds in the field this afternoon, 40 birds in the field tonight. So like I was getting super pumped for this spot. And then the one day he's like, Oh, six times in the field strutting three times in the field. So like here I'm thinking like this place is just a slam dunk, right? Like, it should be no problem. So I actually was able to go before work Wednesday morning. I, I told myself I'm only going to hunt until 730 because I had to get some work done that day. So um, I ended up seeing six hens, got busted by two of them. But I had some of the coolest hen calling going on in front of me down in the woods. I couldn't see the birds there on the neighbor's property, but like just interacting with the hens back and forth between me calling and them calling turkeys gobbling. Like it was, it was just some awesome hunting and I hate to say it, but I actually left the woods and the turkeys were still gobbling. So I was, I was a little frustrated that I had to go to work. I thought about calling in, but you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yep. Um, so that was Wednesday and then Thursday, um, had a small project to do at work finished early took the rest of the day off and that's when I called you I headed back down there and when I got down there it was like gale force winds like I had my camera on a tripod my camera couldn't even stay upright on the ground I mean a foot and a half off the ground on a tripod it was so windy so I hunted there until like 1 30 in the afternoon so I made it about 8 30 to 1 30 I saw one hen and so it was it was pretty disappointing. And then um, I got permission on another piece of property Thursday night that we had seen birds in the past. And like, there's always turkeys out there. Though so I think last year the landowner had 10 toms strutting in one of the fields. So, so Friday morning I got up. The wife took the kids to school for me so I could go hunt and I get there and I heard five different gobbles all probably three properties away. So it's just super disappointing. It was much closer of a drive. I should say the other property was about an hour and 20 minutes from my house. So it was quite a bit of a drive to get there in the morning. Right. Um, so now we're at Friday morning. Um, I get a text message from my friend's dad. We actually have set up to hunt his property for second week, which started on Wednesday. Um, we put a blind out there for my wife. So he pulled a first week permit. So when we are discussing what lands we're going to hunt and stuff, he was like, hey, if you don't mind not hunting first week out here, he's like, I pulled a tag for first week as well. So I'm going to hunt. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's your property. I'll yeah. go hunt somewhere else. That's no big deal. Well, he texts me Friday morning, bird down, sends me pictures. He shot a nice Jake and he's like, this is me giving you the green light thumbs up. He's like, I saw five toms in the field this morning. Oh. And then this Jake, he's like, this Jake came in and I wasn't going to pass up a bird. So he's like, feel free to come on out. So I got home and my wife's like, Hey, I only have to work until 1130 today. Do you want to go hunt this afternoon? She's like, I'll come and film. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't ever have to ask me. You just tell me we're going hunting and I'm, I'm ready. So, um, yeah, she got done with her call and we flew out there and the property is, is not big. It's, it's long and skinny. There's two strips of woods on each side of this guy's driveway that lead all the way up to the back uh, cut cornfield. And we have a blind set up in the cornfield, so that's where we were going. But it always seems like I'm that guy that I feel like I can see better if I turn the radio off and roll the windows down when I'm looking for, for critters <laughs> on the road. Yeah. So, so I pull on the driveway and I roll the windows down, turn the radio off, and I'm like, all right, babe, just just look for birds in these woods. I'm like, just in case. And no more than 20 yards down the driveway she's like turkeys 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 she's like three of them are fanned out in the woods down here and they were back and to my right and all I could see was a tail fan so I'm like all right we'll keep driving so I'm like we just got to get to the end of the driveway park the truck and then we can come up with a game plan so we drive about another I don't know not even 100 yards and the landowner's sister-in-law has a house on the property as well <clears throat> and there is a Tom with a beard so long, like when he stands upright, this thing's like hanging between his legs. Oh man. And he is just picking the bird seed off the ground at her bird feeder in her front yard. So I call the landowner because he doesn't own the woods, his sister-in-law does. And I said, Hey Dennis, can can you get me permission to hunt out here? He's like, he's like, give me a couple minutes. So we're standing outside the truck trying to figure out what to do. I mean, the one bird is only 150 yards from us in this lady's front yard. And he, he calls me back and he goes, go kill him. She hates those things. So <laughs> that's like, what you want to hear. Yeah. So they actually had to put um, metal fencing on all their windows on the first floor that would keep the turkeys from pecking their windows. They had multiple broken windows and they actually oh had gosh. one peck a, peck a hole in a patio door. Oh my gosh. So wow. they like created quite havoc. And that's how we, we started hunting out there. And we killed a couple birds over the years. And Dennis was like, hey, you guys are having a lot of fun doing that. I should try it. So then we got the landowner into doing it and he's harvested a few birds out there now too. So kind of just works out awesome yeah so come up with this plan we're gonna i'm just gonna put us a, a stock on this bird and brenda's just gonna walk out to the this big long driveway and she's gonna film me so i start start stalking in and i can see him and he's not where i thought he was he was like he's like walking around <laughs> around this lady's house and uh so I, I put up, put a couple of yelps out, just real light, and and he just wasn't having any of it. He just took off running. I was like, well, that that stinks. So I kind of like, you know, do the whole throw my hat down. I'm like, oh, I blew that. So I step out on the driveway, and Brenda is like looking at me, and she's pointing behind me, and I look down the driveway. Well, when I called those three toms that were strutting were coming to the call and they popped out on the driveway 
and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them and they're probably 150 yards away. So I just start walking straight away from them. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. So I, I meet, meet up with Brennan. She's like, what should we do? I'm like, just, just keep walking. I'm like, they're used to seeing people and cars and everything like that. So I'm like, just keep walking away from them. So we, we get back to the truck and so she comes up with the plan. She's like, you should, you should do a full loop all the way around the property and belly crawl through the high line and get back to the driveway. And she's like, I'll just keep watch from the, from the road, make sure they don't, you know, cross back into another field. So I'm crawling down there and the three Toms had crossed into this little section of woods and it's probably only three acres. So I'm belly crawling through this and it's like knee deep water in some parts and like it's real swampy and wet and like I'm miserably wet. So I get up, get up to the high line and I look down and there is the, the Tom from the front yard is just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, I blew it a second time. I'm like, this, this is crazy. So I backed up for about 10 minutes, waited, belly crawled back out. He was gone. So I get all the way around to where these three Toms were strutting and they, they're where the wood sits is about three feet higher than what the driveway is. And there's about six feet of grass in between the driveway and the woods. So I just start belly crawling and the wind was right in my face. Wind was perfect. I get to the corner of the woods and I, I give a couple of yelps and don't hear nothing. So I crawl up a little further, give a couple of yelps, nothing. And I, every time cars are driving by the highway, I'd use that to my advantage and just keep belly crawling up and up and up and up and up. And I got about, I'd say about 60 yards down the road and I got up on my knees and I'm like looking down into this woods. I mean, it's not big. And I don't see anything. I'm like, these things just, you know, they're ghosts, they just disappear. I'm like, what the heck? And I look back at Brenda and she gives me the arms up. Like, I have no idea where they went. So I scan back to the woods and all I see is tail fan. And he's 30 yards away, facing away from me. So I just hit the deck and I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, I need to crawl up like another, another 10 yards yet so I could get a clear shot at this thing. So I gave a couple of calls and I start, start crawling up and I, I'm trying to hold the gun in front of me, but when you're crawling, like it was just not, a, not an ideal situation. So I'm like, if he pops out on the road, like I'm, I'm in trouble. So I get up to 10 yards and I can see him the whole time now. And all of a sudden he turns and he gobbles. And I was like, Oh man, here he comes. <laughs> and he just starts bopping through the woods. So I just pull the gun up and I'm shooting a youth model 20 gauge. It's our, it's our favorite Turkey gun, a little 870. Yep. And I tried these new third degree TSS loads and I'm like, this is, it's a 50 yard gun. I mean, we got this thing pattern out to 50 yards and this thing starts coming through the woods. I'm like, even though I can shoot 50 in an open field, I'm like, there's so much brush and stuff. Like I need it. I need it. I need to be able to see his head. And sure enough, this bird just 
beelines right for me. And it was almost felt like self-defense. I shot him at 12 steps. So yeah, he came through, gave me an opening. I pulled the trigger and I look over and the, he goes down and I look over to my left and the, the landowner is parked in his car like 30 yards away on the driveway. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> so he's like, you know, he, he pulls up and he's like, did you get him? And he looks in the woods and, he, and you know, the bird was laying right off the side of the driveway. He's like, Oh man, that's pretty cool. And <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I was, you know, he was able to share in the moment too. And then, you know, I made Brenda run all the way down the driveway, you know, so I give her a hug and high five and like yeah. it was, it was super cool. So, Oh man, that's awesome. That's crazy. Like <laughs> that's what I love about Turkey hunting stories like that. Like you just never know how it's going to play out. There's, there's so many choices that you have to make, you know, like, am I going to crawl? Am I going to stay back? Am I going to go in further? You know, wait, it's just uh, it's a game of decisions and it seems like you made some good ones there and it paid off. Yeah. Well, that was like, I, I, I usually carry a fan with me on my, in my vest. And I, I didn't, I, I had my mouth call in and the, sh- and the shotgun and that was it. I'm like, don't bring anything extra. I'm like, so I didn't have my binos to help me look like I had nothing with me, but I'm like, it probably helped because I wasn't distracted by all the other things that I could have done. You know, mm-hmm. should I gobbled at them or use a slate call or a box call like nope just stick with the bare minimum and like yeah it worked out awesome so <laughs> that's cool was your wife able to see all of it or was it like were you out of view a little bit so she was able to get me crawling up and she was getting nervous because like i i gave her the head shake that i couldn't see anything and i didn't want to after I saw the tail fan, she didn't know, realize what was going on. So she went to check the field on the other side of the woods. Oh, okay. And she's like, as I'm walking, I hear the gunshot go off. She's like, so I turned around, came running all the way back. So, <laughs> but no, that was cool. So yeah. yeah, now she's, she's up to bat. So her week started Wednesday. So we got tomorrow off. We're going to okay. go. We're actually going to hunt that same property. I talked to the landowner yesterday and he said there's just turkeys everywhere. So that's great. That's a great thing to have a property like that where I was uh, last night, I went out to try and roost some birds um, with the grandson of the, the property that I hunt mainly. And we're up there and he's getting ready to, to probably move here in a couple of weeks and uh, a couple of months. And I was like, dude, I, was like, I don't know if you know how good of a property this really is. I was like, <laughs> every morning I'm up here, even on bad mornings where the birds are on the other side of the farm, I still hear, like multiple birds gobbling multiple times. And I was like, you know, in Ohio, they limited us to one bird across the nation. There's a Turkey decline or so it seems. And it's just like, there's some people that are struggling to just, they get excited when they hear one gobble. And I'm like, I hear so many. And I was like, you know, it's, it's good to have a place like that and try not to take it for granted. Cause it's, it's amazing to have that many turkeys to, to be playing with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been extremely blessed with that that landowner and you know everybody's just been able to shoot birds out there so it's been cool it's been great well the last time we we had you on the show um we were talking about some trophies on the wall and we kind of got wrapped up into those stories and at the end you mentioned that there were some other stories that you wish that you were able that we had time to tell so i know we've been into turkeys and we can maybe hear some more turkey stories but uh, if you'd want to dive into you know 
some of us are already starting to think, you know, we've already shot our turkey or whatever. We're starting to think about the fall a little bit. So if we want to go back to deer, I don't think anybody would complain about that, Josh. No. So, yeah, I wanted to um, dive into just this last season. Um, We, between me and my wife, I mean, we've been, we've been blessed with the ability to find people that allow us to hunt and Wisconsin has just incredible public land and it's we've been we've been blessed to say the least so this last year we harvested four deer between me and my wife I shot three she shot one um she only bow hunts so her to get one with the bow is just just awesome um so yeah I was just going to touch on our lat this last deer season um so start of the year um i actually shot my first year opening day of bow season which i had a rough year last year so it was like just the huge weight off my back just finally getting one on the ground right away and um i hunted this spot that uh we call the evie stand and it's named after my daughter um me and her actually me her and my wife actually picked this spot out together um we have a side-by-side up north and we we just like to tool around on it and drive around and find spots and get out and snoop around and we we came around this corner by this this property it's all public land and there's two giant eight pointers standing on the road and we got some film and i'll try and send you a clip of one of the one of the bucks and the clip i have of course is the smaller one but we ended up getting the bigger one on trail camera two weeks later. So we found the spot, me and my daughter, Evie, we went in and put a trail camera up and leading up to opening day. I just, my wife was that weekend. She's like, where do you think you're going to hunt? I said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull all the trail cameras out. We'll look through the chips and whatever spot has the most deer sign on it, buck, doe, don't matter. I had a doe tag. I'm like, that's where I'm going to hunt. And it's, it was the Abbey stand. We had, it was almost every morning, every night, we had multiple does walking through. And then one early morning, just before a light, we had this just gigantic eight pointer on camera. So I'm like, that's, that's where I'm going to sit. Good. So opening morning comes, I uh, brought in a climber, climb up this tree. I'm in the wrong tree. Like I knew that right away as soon as it got light. I'm like, this is, this is not right. So I'm like, you know, it's only opening morning. I saw, saw four does too far out, but that gave me an opportunity to like figure out what tree was the right tree. So I took my climber down, put it on the other tree and then left for the, for the afternoon and then came back in that evening and climb up in the tree and I wasn't up the tree 20 minutes and I could hear deer coming in and sure enough, I'm glad I picked the tree I did. Cause these, I had three does come in and I didn't even have time to, to film any of this. They came directly under my tree and I stood there for 10 minutes with a doe, you know, 10 feet below me under my tree. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to shoot this thing. And I ended up spooking the fawn because 
it was so close all the the gravel and mud off my boots when I shifted my weight would grind off on my on my climber and land on the ground almost like I was dropping sand yeah and this this fawn spooked and just took off running and the doe was like I have no idea what's going on and there was another doe this fawn paired up with this other doe and they're like looking back like why why were you running away and the other doe was like well I guess I'll just walk you know meet up with you guys and she turned around and gave me just a perfect broadside 12 yard shot nice. double long heard her go down she actually ran right to the truck so yeah that was that was awesome and I I brought my wife my daughter um and we got the neighbors involved they came out tracked with us and drug it out I mean we only had to drag it like 60 yards but nice. yeah it was it was awesome we we celebrated and that was that was super cool so I think I've only, I think with deer, I've maybe maybe have only killed a deer once on opening day of archery, and shot a doe. And it's it's nice though to do that because it's like, okay, I got some meat in the freezer, and now you know, no matter how the rest of the season goes, I know I'm not getting shut out. You know, right? So there's that yeah. kind of a sense of relief, like okay, now I can kind of breathe a little bit. It's not going to be one of those terrible years where I can't even find a deer. You know, so that's that's cool to kind of cut the ice that way. Yeah. Yeah, so then um, we fast forward a little bit and I go to my wife's hunt. Um, she hunts the neighbors. He has five acres, but he's got a couple apple trees. And um, we had been, this year we had more bucks on camera there than we ever have. But this particular night, she also had a doe tag and she just has this huge doe come in and usually my daughter is in the stand with her and she chose to stay back at the cabin that night. And, um, <clears throat> my wife's hunting out, out of a ground blind and this doe came in and just came in perfect. She draws shoots. And as soon as she shot this, this deer lunged forward and she hit it like almost square in the hip, the rear hip. And, it took off and she called me right away and she's like, I don't know what happened. She's like, I think I hit it right, right in the hip. And I'm like, well, there's, there's a lot of arteries and stuff in there. I'm like, I think we'll be fine. And uh, so we went and tracked and thank God she's shooting lighted knocks while yeah. the arrow yeah. stuck in it. And she's like, I can, when I called her right away and she's like, I can see the arrow it's like walking away. I was like, Oh, I'm like, okay, well, it's like, just, just stay in the stand. And I'm like, I'll come and get you. So I was on some public land. I drove back to the cabin, got her. And, um, it was just getting dark out. I'm like, well, let's go look for blood. There's zero blood. And we got permission from the neighbors to check out on their property. And I'm walking down the road. Is it across like a, a pretty decent sized highway and sure enough I can see the arrow sticking up in the weeds and I can make out the form of a body so I look back and of course you know me getting too excited celebrating a little bit early I'm like babe it's right here and I yelled a little loud well this thing stands up and takes off I'm like oh no I is bad so 
we gave it a little bit of time. Went and looked at the spot, and there is there's blood everywhere. I'm like, babe, this is this is a good sign. I'm like, you hit some sort of artery. Well, we looked for I think two and a half hours that night, and I'm like, follow blood, and you know until it just stopped. And this thing went downhill. I'm like, downhill is usually a good sign. We could not find this deer. So we backed out, got up in the morning. I went and hunted. Um, couldn't take it anymore. I got out of the sand after about an hour. Went and got her out of bed. I'm like, let's go find your deer. Well, now it rained all night, rained all morning. I'm like, well, basically we're just gonna be doing a body search. And we went down and we started scouring the area and I'm getting, I'm getting disappointed because like, I know this deer is dead with the amount of blood that we found, but I'm like, it's, it's gotta be somewhere. And whatever told me, like, just, just look to the left. And I, I looked to the left and there's some apple trees in this little gully and I can just see a foot sticking up. I'm like, babe, it's right there. And it was 40 yards from where we found last blood. Like these briars and stuff were so thick. We go down there and it was a, it was a five and a half year old doe. We ended up aging the skull and kept the skull for her. And yeah, she ended up hitting, it was quartering away from her a little bit and she hit in the hip, but it came out through liver. Okay. She did not go far at all. I mean, total. Yeah total probably went 250 yards that's good like yeah so oh those are it's just literally gut-wrenching you know whenever that happens and you get into those situations it's just a no win you know like if it's going to rain if you keep going you're probably going to bump the deer and keep bumping the deer because it hasn't had time to die so it's like the best thing to do is to back out most of the time but then if it's going to rain that night it's just you know the next morning you're just gonna have to probably get lucky or hope that that deer is you know, not going to go any further. So I'm glad that worked out for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we celebrated, we took a bunch of pictures and stuff. So that was cool. Um, Good. Yeah. And the last, the last year, I'm going to skip my buck story because honestly it, it was cool, but my other doe story is, I think was way, way cooler than, than my okay. buck story. Um, I, uh, we in Wisconsin, apparently we have way too many deer here. So we have, we have late season doe hunts and a friend of mine, he, he, he always asked me like, Hey, you want to come up and hunt my land? You want to come up and hunt my land, come and hunt my land. And he's always asked me to come up there. So finally, um, I said, Hey, I'm going to come up for the doe hunt. Is that you good with that? And he's like, heck yeah. He's like, sit in my stand. He's like, we got deer coming in there all the time big food plot, big tower blinds, like all this stuff. I woke up the one morning and I was supposed to go to work. And for whatever reason, something got messed up with my schedule at work. They didn't have any work for me that day. So I woke up, I'm like, hey, babe. I'm like, I'm just going to go hunting. She's like, go. I'm like, all right, see you later. So it was about an hour drive to the property. And um. I get in the, I'm walking into the property real slow, got my coffee, got my backpack, you know, all my stuff. And I end up walking by the landowner's cell camera and I didn't know it. And I get into his stand and he sends me a picture 
of me walking by his cell camera and says, hey, you made it a day early, huh? And he's like, good luck. Hope you see something. And I got in the stand and it's got these slide out windows and stuff. And I slid these windows open and I know more than like get my coffee set down and I can see a deer come, come out into the food plot. I'm like, no way is this going to work out that good. And by the way, it's my birthday, you know, oh, so this all there you go. My birthday. yeah. So it was just, it was perfect. So these deer come walking in and I was able to put my phone up on the window, hit record, get my gun up. And I had just this huge doe come walking in at 30 yards with a rifle. I, I shoot her and this gun, I mean, is a tack driver. This thing doesn't miss. I mean, it's, it's hard to miss with this gun. And I shoot, she runs and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like, I think I missed. And I see her just end over end, flip over in the woods and just go down. And I'm like, no way did that just happen. I look at my phone, my phone's still recording. Like just, it was awesome. So I end up cleaning this thing up. I drug it. The landowner told me to drive, if I get one, drive my truck down there. But I'm like, I have all day. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, embrace, I always say embrace the suck, right? The sucky part is dragging these deer out. So I, I grab onto a hoof and I just drag this thing all the way out and I drug it right past his cell camera again. And he sends me another picture and start to finish was like 57 minutes nice. of hunting. <laughs> the, two, the two pictures he sent me are 57 minutes apart. It was just, just awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That was that was how I ended my season. It was just just awesome. Ended up with I shot three deer myself. My wife got one. So that's cool, man. It's just neat, you know, hearing those stories, just how sometimes like it takes some work sometimes, like on the turkeys, you know, there was a lot that went into that hunt. And then there's other yeah. hunts where it's just like yeah, it just meant to be. God, I don't I have nothing else to say. Sometimes God just makes it simple and you know, it's, I don't know, you just never, I think that's what's appealing to me about hunting is that you just never really know what kind of day you're going to get. Um, is this going to be one of those grinded out tough situations really hard, or is it going to be one of those days where it's just like too easy, almost just amazing how it works out? You know, that's how my turkey season went. You know, the, the last podcast I talk about just, I mean, seriously, they flew down, came right to the decoys as per, I mean, I could not have made that be any more of a perfect hunt, you know, it's just everything from the time it started till the time I, I pulled the trigger. Perfect. And it's just like, oh, yeah. it's, I was watching your video and it was, it was awesome. I was like getting interrupted by my daughter while I was watching. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he, they're coming in. I'm like, he's getting That's awesome. Thanks uh, for watching. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And then I listened to your podcast yesterday on it and yeah, it, it is awesome when it, when it works out. And honestly, it's awesome when it doesn't. I mean, it's just enjoying the creation, enjoying everything that hunting gives you. And like, it just, it's awesome. I mean, there's, there's years where I look back and it's like, man, I had a terrible year hunting and, you know, or I didn't get a turkey. Then you really start to think about it. It's like, I had 
you know, eight missed opportunities or eight blown opportunities. And, you know, I screwed this up or I messed that up. And it's like, it was all fun. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all fun. So. Yeah. I think there's lessons learned and things that you, even on those tough years, it's just like, I've really been trying, I think this year, especially with Turkey hunting to analyze each situation that I'm in and try and like, not just go through it and be like, Oh, that stinks. The bird didn't come. Like I'm trying to understand better. Like, Okay, what's going on here? And, and back up from it. We had a situation where um, I had told this in the last podcast where a bird was starting to come in, came in within 15 yards. But looking back, like I basically, he either had to come to the decoys or we weren't going to get him. And we ended up not getting him because I don't even know if this bird saw the decoys. And so I learned a lot in that little moment. I like as we're getting ready to leave, we're getting ready to go to another property. I told Riley, I was like, hold on a second, let me look at this. And so I backed up a little bit and kind of saw the spot I'd put myself into. And I thought maybe I, I want to, as like, I want to analyze this for a second a little bit. And then I realized I remembered several other hunts and looked back and I thought every single time I've been in this spot, a bird has done what it just did. They never come down this path the way that I, in my mind, I think they should, but they never have. They always go above and I always end up not, I've never killed a bird in that spot. And so I'm like, next time I come in here, I know where I'm going to go, you know? And so, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that'll play out this year, next year, or maybe two or three years, but it's just, there's those moments where, yeah, it didn't work out, but you can, you can sit back and kind of analyze and learn from it. And that's, that's kind of a neat part of hunting is that there's this continual opportunity to become a better hunter and grow and learn from your mistakes. Yeah. yeah I know that the anal analyzation of, you know, your different setups and like you get busted by a deer, do something wrong. It's like, you start to, it really makes you like sit back and like, okay, what did I do wrong? And how can I do things different? And no, it's, I've had that happen way too often. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, Josh, man, I, I know you got to get off here in like about 10 minutes, right? Or you got to go now? Yeah, I got, I got like five minutes yet. Okay. So. so probably don't have too much time to dive into much else. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, you got a lot of stories, so I, I can see maybe down the road having you back on again, if, if that's good with you. Yeah, for sure. I know I get a little long-winded on some things. No, so. man. I, I love the detail because a lot of times it's, it's, it's helpful to kind of fill in the gaps in your mind and you think about, like, I could picture these situations that you're in and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I, it helps uh, the way that you describe it. So no, I appreciate that. Yeah, so. one other thing, uh, real quick. Um, I did. I know I mentioned on the other podcast that I was going to take a uh, a youth hunter out. Yeah. Um, we did. We did get the opportunity to take him out. Um, unfortunately, we did not see anything. Like it was, it was so much fun. He had a blast. Um, yeah, we did not. We did not kill a turkey, but what's awesome in Wisconsin. So they have a full, a full weekend dedicated to youth hunters and they can continue to use their tag for their original week. So he's going to be going, we're going to take him back out here in a few weeks in May. Nice. Yeah. And then we're actually going to get him set up. So he's going to have his first deer hunt this fall. So I'll be able to report back on that this fall. Oh, that's cool, and man. Have, have some more stories to share, hopefully. So. Yeah. No, that's exciting, man. That's good stuff. I, I have one kid that I took out during youth season and he's on, he's kind of on my list. Like I have a whole month. We're still, we're just going into week two. So this Saturday, um, 
uh, my wife is going on her first turkey hunt. <laughs> so oh. she's, I don't know that she's like uh, excited to go hunting. I think she's just willing to go hunting and check it out. And so I'm, I'm trying to get on birds. Like last night I tried to go and roost and I want to give her a good experience, hopefully get a turkey this Saturday. And then I want to get that boy out at the end of the season and give him another shot. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for her to experience it because it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah it is and i just i just want it to be i just want the hunt to be exciting like i you know if she gets something that's a bonus if we get the opportunity i just don't want it i just hoping it's not one of those where you sit for hours and you don't hear a gobble kind of thing so i'm trying hard to roost them and figure that out um but yeah so well, i'll let everybody know how that goes obviously so yeah um don't do what i did and almost ruin her on turkey hunting right away because yeah i i've made i made that mistake with brenda um, her first hunt I ever took her on ever was a turkey hunt and we we're hunting a swamp and I did not bring bug spray or a face oh, net for yeah. her. <laughs> and she is like allergic to mosquito bites. Oh yeah. She swelled up so bad. When I took her to breakfast, the, the waitress was concerned. <laughs> so, and she was real she was real upset with me because I, I told her i told her she looked fine and when when the waitress was like oh my gosh honey what happened to your face <laughs> i was like, oh, like, no. like that tommy boy <laughs> yep. I was like, oh. Oh, like oh it's fine it's fine oh <laughs> uh, that's awesome man that's i appreciate that i'll try to avoid yeah. swamps this saturday yeah bring the bugs for it <laughs> Well, Josh, man, I enjoyed the conversation. Congrats on your bird this year and a successful deer season. And I uh, look forward yeah. to talking to you soon, man. Man, I enjoyed talking to Josh. Uh, just some good stories there. Loved hearing about uh, that crazy turkey hunt and um, just uh, his deer season and all that. Good guy. And just uh, he's got some good stuff going on in his life right now. Some things that I think are pretty cool. And I think sometime he'll come back on the show and tell us some more of that. But um, you know, I didn't have anything like a lot of times I listen and something just pops out in my ear and I just think about a verse or whatever uh, that didn't really happen for me this time. But I, I do think about just like turkey season in general. I remember whenever I first started turkey hunting, old uh, older guy at our church, he'd been hunting for a while and I was telling him how, how I was striking out and didn't know what I was doing. And he explained it to this way. He's like, you, he goes, are basically going against nature. And I didn't understand what he was talking about. He's like, you are mimicking a hen. And you are trying to get that tom to come to you. He goes, that is not the way it happens. That is against the tom's nature. In nature, he gobbles on the roost. The hens come to him. He goes into a strut zone and goes back and forth and he gobbles and the hens come to him. The only time he ever goes looking for a hen is whenever he's lonely or <laughs> he uh, doesn't know what he, what's going on. And that's what usually gets him killed is whenever he comes to you that way. And it, it made me think about this idea of calling. And I want to read a verse to you. 2 Timothy 1.10 says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Um, just an amazing verse about how God is calling to us. He's coaxing us. He is the hen call, so to speak, and we are that stubborn Tom. It is against our nature to want to come in. In fact, our nature is, no, it's all about me. You come to me. I don't want to, I'm not going to go over there. I ain't going to do that. I don't want to die. <laughs> I'm not going to die. I'm, I'm not doing it. 
And yet God, he persuades us. Um, a lot of times I think Christians, we have this idea that we did all of the work. We came to church. We got our lives right. We got baptized. We started following Jesus. And, and this verse right here tells us, no, it was God calling you to him behind the scenes. Yes, you had to make some choices, I believe, in free will. Um, I believe you have a choice, but I also believe God is calling at the same time. I believe in both of those concepts, that God is calling us to come closer. And yeah, you think, I'm going to die, and that's true. The Bible tells us that we have to die to ourselves, to pick up our cross, an instrument which is of which means death, pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. I have to die to myself. If I'm going to be a good husband, I'll talk about that in the next episode with my wife. If I'm going to uh, serve my fellow man, if I'm going to do these things, I have to basically kill that old Travis that was so focused on himself, that was stubborn, that didn't want to come in to the calling of God. And every day I have to kind of do that. Every day I have to allow myself to be called in, and there's some days uh, I do better than others. But I just want you to think of, like, how well are you responding to what God is calling you to? Maybe he's been putting some things in your life to kind of get your attention. Some of these weird moments that pop up. I don't believe in coincidences. Maybe uh, he's put some people in your life that he's using to try and teach you or to challenge you. Uh, maybe you've been reading your Bible a little bit, and there's verses that are sticking out to you, and you're like, I, I need to do something with this. Maybe he's calling you to start a podcast, or he's calling you to reach out to your neighbor. Maybe he's calling you to uh, talk to somebody at work about your faith. I don't know what it is. I don't know you personally. <laughs> I know some of you personally, but what 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 is God calling you to? Um, what is he calling you to? I'd be happy to talk to any of you about that. If you have questions about that, send me an email, sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Don't have all the answers, um, but would love to chat with you some if that's something that you would like to do. Also, would love to have you on the guest on the podcast as a guest if you're interested. So send me an email over there too, or send a message. Um, but guys, I just want you to think about those things. Grateful so much for you guys coming back for another episode. You really need to be subscribed to our YouTube channel right now. <laughs> if you haven't done it, Setting Light Outdoors, go to YouTube, uh, check out those videos. Um, I, not only did I film a pretty exciting hunt with my wife, not going to give that away yet, um, but uh, yesterday I went out with my friend Travis Shire and um, also probably captured some of the best hunting footage from just a beauty standpoint and also excitement standpoint uh, that we've ever gotten. Trav is editing that right now and that will be coming out here very soon. Um, pretty sure Josh also, uh, I know opening day Josh uh, doubled. I got two, uh, two birds down with a first time hunter and so I know he filmed that so I think that'll be coming. So we've got plenty of content right now is our prime time for putting out YouTube videos. Encourage you to check that out. Guys, hope that you come back uh, next time, which will be tomorrow, and uh, you know, one episode right after another here. Um, we're going to drop them both. Uh, that's going to be with my wife. Excited to have that, that one air so you guys can listen to that, to that story. Remember to, until next time, shed the light.